faith. And I want to I want to look at this and really work through uh, some very very interesting and yet biblically based information. The physical resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead is the entire basis for our faith. It, it, it is the entire basis of our faith. When Jesus rose from the dead, he declared himself victorious. He defeated death, which is major, and he devastated hell, which is major, and he devised us as believers with weaponry to defeat the wicked, the wickedness of Satan. All this stuff is wrapped up, his promises, his power, our position in Christ, everything is predicated on whether Jesus really got up. And um, when the Bible says he died according uh, for our sins, we're going to deal with that, And but he rose for our justification, we're going to deal with that, and um, <clears throat> in this one event, there are a plethora, if you will, of things that are still impacting us because Jesus rose from the grave. Let me, let, me, let me say this. There's no other faith, no other religion, no other belief predicated on one person doing one thing that substantiates the whole faith. None. In fact, nobody but Jesus came back from the dead. Nobody. Daddy Grace ain't come back. Yeah. Father Divine didn't come back. Y'all going to pray with me or what? All right. Yeah. Uh, no other person that allegedly forecasted or predicted that they would return has returned. None. So we, we as a church, we need to talk about not only the purpose, uh, but we also need to deal with uh, the whole precedence of the, the word death and resurrection. See, Satan's trick is to keep you ignorant long enough so you go to hell. And I'm talking to the unsaved. You know, and, and then you have carnal Christians that are only worried about going to heaven and they living in hell on earth. Yeah. I need, I need to talk about that too, because um, what tends to happen with this Adamic nature is man is a tripartite being, tri, three, three parts, body, soul, and spirit. Your soul is self-conscious, your, your body's world conscience, and your spirit is God conscience. Well, once God, the God conscientiousness is shut off, uh, the soul lives on for eternity. It's got to go somewhere. There's no soul sleep. There's no uh, uh, sleeping in the grave. We, you know, we dealt with that last year, and because people do not understand the Word of God, and, and, and there are different views by different faiths, different religions on this whole matter. No one, no, no, nobody wants to talk about death, but death is really a part of life, okay? And, and so one of the things that we, we need to tackle is this is, we're in the 15th chapter of 1 Corinthians, and we said that, there were 16 chapters in 1 Corinthians, and there were 16 problems. 
And this is the problem coming up. Well, what about the resurrection? Because there was a lot of uh, false information going out, uh, allegories. In fact, 2 Timothy chapter 2, 17 and 18, on turn, Hymenius and this other guy, they, they alleged that the resurrection had already passed. It was folklore. It was, it was a false concept. And so one of the things that we, we begin to see as we look at this uh, with a magnifying glass is that if everything I trust, everything I believe, uh, where I think I'm going after I die is predicated on one factor. Did he get up? Did he get up? Did he, uh, and, and, and we're even going to talk about his death, and resurrection because um, he, listen to this, the Jewish estimation of death, you, you, you need to understand, he was in the grave three days and three nights. So typically we have Good Friday services when he died. Okay, and mathematically you run into problems because you got to use the Jewish uh, 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 the Jewish accountability of uh, how they viewed a day. So in the Jewish uh, rendering of a day, from six in the morning to six in the evening was a day. And, and one of the things that they, that they were really harping on with Jesus on the cross, we got to get him off the cross and buried before the sun goes down. That's, that's all Jewish, okay? So Jesus was placed on a cross at 9 a.m. in the morning, and he died at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. So when we begin to look at this equation and, and, and whatnot, you, you have proponents that will tell you, no, he died on a Thursday, and I've even heard some say he died on a Wednesday. But the fact of the matter is, when we talk about Good Friday, from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. constitutes a day. All right. Now, from 6, from Friday, 6 p.m., to 6 a.m. Saturday morning constitutes a day. Y'all getting this? And then Saturday from 6 where, where am I? a.m. to 6 p.m. again Sunday constitutes a day. So one of the things, so Sunday morning, he rose from the grave and he was placed on a cross again at 9 o'clock in the morning. He died at 3 o'clock. They hurried him off the uh, cross, put him in the tomb before 6 o'clock. That's Jewish law. And, and, and so mathematically, it constitutes a day. It constitutes a day. So, so he was in Friday, Saturday, got up on Sunday. And people say, well, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, it, that's not three full days. It is by way of their calculation. I just want to throw that out at you so you don't get totally confused. Okay. It's Good Friday. We, we call it Good Friday. It wasn't nothing good about it other than the fact that he said it's finished. He died for our sins. Are y'all getting this? And so one of the things that we're going to look at in this matter of the resurrection is that no other faith puts all of its weight on one event. None. 
And that one event um, says that uh, everything is based on whether somebody can come back from the dead. All right, so, so we need to look at that, uh, and we, need, we, we also need to look at, when we get into this text, the resurrection of the just and the resurrection of the unjust. He's not talking about the church. After the millennium, Revelation 20, God is going to have what is called the great white throne judgment where the books will be open. And then everybody will be resurrected from the dead and judged. So you say, well, where are they now? Well, we're going to deal with that. Okay, because one of the things that the church is totally confused about is um, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and this whole matter of life and death. And then when we look at John chapter 5, and we're going to get there, the Bible says that while we're living, if we believe, we never die. So you got you to gotta constitute that as being that we don't, we don't go in the grave and wait for the resurrection to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. So wh what is it that goes to heaven? Our spirits. And then when Jesus comes back for the church, 1 Thessalonians 4 talks about the rapture. The dead in Christ, the preposition in denotes they're saved. The dead bodies in Christ will be resurrected first. And then we which are alive and remain will be caught up, snatched with him in the air. So, so what does all this mean? Well, if, 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 if we die tonight, we are with Jesus. When he comes back, we get brand new bodies to hook up with our spirits, glorified bodies. Not fleshly bodies, glorified bodies. So there's a lot of confusion in Christendom about these, these matters. And so Paul takes a whole chapter, and we're going to deviate to another portion of Scripture momentarily. And I invite your questions. We need to look at this. Um, um, and, 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 and even in the resurrection they're talking about resurrecting bodies from the grave and from the sea, the ocean, and, and other places. So we're going to look at that as well. So let's look at uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 15. Moreover, brethren, now the first thing I want to say is that Paul begins, we see the prominence of the resurrection, the totality, verses 1 to 4. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. Now, what does the word gospel mean? The good news. We got good news. But what's the good news? Somebody else died in your place. Now, now, now you can't fathom that unless you understand that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. All we like sheep, Isaiah 64, have gone astray and he hath, God the Father, hath laid on him, Jesus, yeah, he's laid everything on him so that we can be saved. The substitutionary offering, we'll look at that. So once I, by confession and faith, believe that Jesus died for my sins, I'm saved. Now people say, well, that's just too simple. That's because you're under a work system. 
by grace, love we don't deserve it, we save through faith. And that faith to believe is not yours. It's a gift of God, lest any man should boast. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. So, so you, you know, there were two thieves on the cross with Jesus. One said, one, one actually cursed Jesus. The other said, he told him to be quiet. He says, uh, he says, I believe you are the son of God. When you come into your kingdom, remember me. Now, now see, and, and, and I got to go through this because of all these denominations. You don't have to be baptized by water to get to heaven. There wasn't no water in the sky. The thief didn't get baptized. He didn't speak in no tongue. He didn't serve on the deacon board. He didn't turn in an envelope. You know, no, no, no. We're talking about salvation. So the problem is we always want to add something to being saved. And, 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 and so Jesus says something interesting in, in, in the Gospels. He said, no man can come to me unless the Father first draw him. So now we got the election. Somebody had to draw you to believe. You know what humbles me so much? The fact that I grew up in South Philly with people that are in hell. They're dead. They're in hell. Why me? Why? Why? And we, we went to movies together, went to school together, we did our dirt together. Why'd you save me? Election. Jacob, Esau I hated, Jacob I loved. They were twins. And they, listen, in their mother's womb, election took place. Neither one did right or wrong. You ain't getting this. And, and, and so we got we to gotta somehow in our theology have enough space for God to be sovereign. I am the potter, you are the clay. I will make you, shape you, break you, and mold you the way I will. That's God's business. We all have different pathways in life, don't we? Every last one of us came from a different history, a, a, a different pathway. That's God's business. Different ethnicity, different race. That, that's God's business. God did all that. God did your DNA. God did your parents. God did where you were born. God did what you were exposed to. All that was in his plan. And, and, and we got to accept that. We got to accept that I am who I am by the grace of God. With all my flaws and all my shortcomings and all my mess, God is good. My God. And we got to see it from a perspective of mercy. And you who were dead, zombies, walking dead in trespasses and sins, have he now quickened, made alive. So God is the initiator of eternal life, not man. It's, it's, it, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is here that Paul deals with the prominence of the resurrection, the totality. Look what he says in verse 2, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preach unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. So that verse kind of tilts the machine to say in the continuous tense, as you are saved, you keep on believing what God did for you. It's already done. Um, and everybody doesn't believe the gospel. 
Everybody doesn't believe the gospel. I've, I've heard people over my saved life say, well, you know, when I, when, I, when, I, when I stop drinking, I'll come and give my life to the Lord. When I stop smoking, when I stop doing this, when I stop, I said, no, 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 no. You come as you are, and then the Spirit of God, once he enters you, will give you the power to overcome. You're talking about two different things, salvation, sanctification. You, you and I can't clean ourselves up. All right? We can't clean ourselves. I, I know we think we can. Give me 21 days, I can break that habit. God bless you. And on the 24th day, you're right back. So, so, so the fact of the matter is, is that as we look at this major subject, and it's major, Catholicism believes in uh, purgatory. That I can work off my sins. Uh, Catholicism... And, and there are saved Catholics, but, but the, the crux of Catholicism is a mixture of Judaism and atheism. Or, or should, not atheism, but Judaism and, and, and falsism. It's, it's, uh, it's trying to go back and, and put on all the priestly garbs and have this, this ceremonial um, uh, thing that they do in Rome and... and, and there's no mention of, and that's one of my pet peeves with these preachers and evangelists and bishops on TV, ain't nobody talking about sin. You can't preach and not talk about sin. Because once you mention sin, you got to mention the Savior. Are y'all getting this? So when we look at this, and this, and this, is, this is key, this is key. Now, there are some variations. I mean, you got... You got Church of God in Christ. They believe certain things. You got uh, Seventh Day Adventists. They they worship on a Saturday, and and I don't attack them. See, to me, the common denominator is Jesus Christ dying for your sins. Now you even got Jehovah's Witnesses say they believe that, but here's what I ask people: If Jesus is not the Son of God, if Jesus did not die for your sins. If Jesus is not Lord and the fullness of the Godhead in bodily form, if he's not in total control in your religion, you ain't saved. You can look to whoever you want to look to. Are y'all are getting this? And, and, and so the bottom line is God, the Father and God, the Holy Spirit, has turned everything over to Jesus. He is the fullness. He represents the Godhead. So let's take a look at this. For I have delivered unto you, verse 3, chapter 15, 1 Corinthians, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scripture. And the word Scriptures automatically denote Old Testament. Psalm 16, 10. He will not leave my, soul, my, my body, my soul in, in corruption. Uh, Isaiah 53, 4-6. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, chastisement of our pieces upon him with his stripes. His stripes were healed. Are y'all getting this? Hosea 6.2, I believe. The, the scriptures of the Old Testament, Daniel chapter 9, 6, I believe, the, the scriptures in the Old Testament talks about the resurrection of Christ. All right? Talks about it. That's why Jesus says, search the scriptures, they speak of me. And then there are types. The, the ark in the flood was a type of resurrection. 
Why? Well, they got in the ark. God sealed it up. They didn't seal it. God sealed it up. And in the midst of a flood, they were still alive. The flood that knows death and burial, they came back out, resurrection. In Exodus 17, Aaron's rod that budded denotes resurrection. It was a dead rod, and God touched it, and it came alive and started blossoming almonds. Are you getting this? So, and there's a question, if a man dies, can he live again? So, so, so when we begin to look at all of this, we, we see according to the scriptures, verse 4, and he that was buried and that rose again the third day according to what? The scriptures. Jesus said, tear down this temple and I'll rebuild it in three days. Oh, so, 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 so one of the things that in the first four verses, we're looking at the prominence or the totality of this thing. And then we, we move verse 5 to, to, to 11 real quick to the proof of the resurrections, not the totality, but the testimonies. Look at verse 5. He was seen of Cephas, that's Peter, then of the what? Twelve. He was seen. When was he seen? Well, gospel accounts, Luke 24, Matthew 28, 27. He was seen. John and Peter ran to the grave early. Remember that? Mary Magdalene ran to the grave early. Mary, the mother of Jesus. He was, and then he was seen by over 500 all at once. So he was seen, of the 12, after that, he was seen above 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part still is with us to this present day, but some have fallen asleep. Now, the word asleep denotes they died. Let's, let's get this soul sleep thing out of our minds. Let's get the soul sleep thing out of our minds. You don't go to no grave and go to sleep and, get wake, and somebody wake you up later. I don't know where that came from. Even Samuel, who died, he came back from the grave and told Saul, why do you keep bothering me? I'm resting. God has taken the kingdom out of your hand, gave it to David. Leave me alone. Don't you feel like telling your children and others, I'm resting. And you know what? Even our loved ones that are going to be with the Lord, if we could, some of us go out and pester them again. Let him rest in peace. Let him, let him be young. Um, so so there, 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 there's a testimony. After that, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles, and last of all, he was seen of me, one born out of due time. My God. This is Paul talking. Um, born out of due time denotes... Uh, I should have been that 12th apostle, but I came later. Um, there's some skepticism about Matthias being chosen in the book of Acts. You don't hear no more about Matthias. They just chose you. And they believe that 12th apostleship belongs to Paul. Now, where, 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 where this becomes meaningful is that there are 24 seats around God's throne. And the 24 elders represent the church. And there are some proponents in theology that tell you 12 is the church, 12 are the patriarchs of Israel. They, 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 they encompass the redeemed around God's throne. 
Um, I, I had some disagreements with people because those elders are seated and glorified. No angel can sit in heaven. Gabriel said, I'm Gabriel who stands at the presence of God. You can't make them angels. Angels can't sit down in his presence. Only those who are saved in Christ are seated in heavenly places in Christ. Uh, so, so when we begin to um, look at this, and, and, and you got some commentaries that tell you, 12 are apostles, 12 are patriarchs of the 24. It's all representative. It's not, in, it's not so much individual names. It's representative of two redeemed groups. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? It's representative of symbolic of two redeemed groups. And, and, so, and so here, um, Paul says, verse 10, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was stowed upon me, was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the what? Notice it's not a work system, but the grace of God. Therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preach, and so ye believe. So what, 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 what Paul is moving to is he moved from the prominence to the proof, and then he's going to deal with the priority, 12 to 19. Now, if Christ, now in this priority, he's dealing with, listen to pastor, first, in the prominence, he's dealing with the totality. In the proof, he's dealing with testimonies. But in the priority, he's dealing with theories. Because there, there, there were theories. There was the fraud theory that Jesus really never came back to the life. There was the swoon theory when he was on a cross that he really didn't die. They took him down. He was wounded. And, and uh, he, he never resurrected. They only said that. There's the vision theory. There's the spirit theory. These, these, these are theories by people that didn't believe in the resurrection. So he's dealing with the priority in verse 12. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? Um, my God. But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not what? He's not risen. Now look at look at look at look at the theological. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Look at the theological analytics here. He says, verse fourteen, and if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching what? In vain, and your faith is in vain. If he didn't get up. You're wasting your time. Isn't that right? Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ whom he raised not up. Theories again, theoretical. If so be that the dead rise not. Now, I don't know why it's so hard to believe that Jesus couldn't get up when he got Lazarus up. When he got Jerry's daughter up. Um, the problem is, see, the problematic portion here is that once I 
once I don't believe that Jesus is God, I run into all kinds of theological problems. Well, man can't walk on water. Man can't summon demons to go back to hell. You understand? Man can't feed 13,000 with two sardines and a piece of bread. Man can't. No, man can't do it, but God can are you getting this? So, so, so Jesus has got to be God, not, not a good prophet. Uh, by the way, in the Quran, now don't go by no Quran, but in the Quran, Jeremiah's in the Quran, Abraham is in the Quran, Jesus is in the Quran. He's a, he, he was a great teacher. But you believe in he was a teacher, you go to hell. He's God. He's God the Son and the Son of God. And you got to understand that the, the Jews, the Muslims, and the Christians all come from the same root called Abraham. All three groups come from Abraham. The reason we got... Uh, all that mess in the Middle East because Abraham sinned. The Palestinians and Jews are brothers. They all come out of Abraham. Ishmael, father of the Muslims. Isaac, father of the Jews. Are y'all getting this? They all come from the same seed. Genesis 16, when his fine wife Sarah had, uh, you know, had a solution that he didn't protest. He went into her handmaid who was Egyptian, Muslim, mother of, and had a boy called Ishmael. And then Isaac was born later. So God comes along. Now you got Ishmael and Isaac in the house and there's an allegory in Galatians 5, 4, Galatians 4, there's an allegory that tells you that the two sons represent two faiths. So God told Abraham, put out the woman and her son. And when Abraham and Sarah put out Ishmael and her mother and his mother, God promised them he was going to take care of them. Hanging there with me now. Why did God put them out? Because flesh and spirit cannot coexist. One is a seed of the flesh, Ishmael. The other is a seed of the spirit. So when we, so when we bring this to us, <laughs> symbolically, we got a flesh nature and a spirit nature. And God said they will never, ever become one. They are distinct. Are y'all getting this? So, so, so when somebody come to church and say, well, you know what, I, I know I got a lot of mess in my life, and I'm doing this and doing this and doing this, and doing this but I'm saved. Jesus said, you know about their fruit. So, so we, we, we're not fruit inspectors, but we can automatically, based on the scriptures, when you're saved, you got the seed of the Holy Ghost in you. You got a desire to want to live right and do right. 
we, we, you know, and, and see, people just don't know the word. I, I don't argue with them no more. I, I don't, I just, uh, you know, try to straighten them out. Well, you know, well, Pastor Cole, can I ask you a question? Ask me no questions. I'll tell you no lie. You sure you want this? Because people really don't want truth. They want you to substantiate what they already believe. Mama. Oh, he just, he just got a problem with women. Women almost sent me to hell. I ain't got no problem with women. But what does the Bible say? If a man, if a man desires the office of a deacon, not gift, office, he must be the husband of one wife. Now, is that in your Bible in 1 Timothy 3? Don't get mad at me. I'm, I'm just the mailman. I'm just delivering the bills. That's all. I ain't make the bills. Uh, so, when we look at the scriptures, we have to look at it from God's perspective, not from our perspective, not from a socialistic perspective, not from a culture that's Christless. We got to look at it. From the Bible's perspective, God's got a rationale why the man is the head. 1 Corinthians 11. God, Christ, man, woman. It, does, it, does, it doesn't demean the woman. The woman is not less. The woman is not uh, under the man. It's, it, it says none of that. It's that God first created the man. And then out of his ribs made woman. And the purpose of the woman was for close, side-by-side companionship, not to be under your feet, close, side-by-side companionship. You go back to this stuff. And the reason we don't understand it is because we don't live it anyhow. We, we got to understand God had purpose in everything he did. He had, he's got purpose. He's got purpose. He's got purpose. In the Old Testament, if a child sassy their parents, the Bible says bring them out in the street and kill them. We all would have been dead. Stone them. But that was under law. Are y'all getting this? Because in God's eyes, it was reprehensible for a child to disrespect their parents. But the culture that we live in, it's acceptable. Are y'all getting what I'm trying to say? I had to say yes, ma'am, no, sir. Now, people say, I ain't going that far. My God, God bless you. My mom slipped me in my lips at 16 with a fist. Boop. I was in high school. She slipped me. And I ain't even think about it. Before, before, before. <laughs> I ain't even think about it. I ain't even think about it. Because the next step, you dead. Whew. All right, here we go. My God. How many of y'all was chasing as a child? How, uh, put your hands up. How many of y'all never was chasing? It's okay. Some parents don't believe in that. All right. Okay. Praise God. Um, 
just interesting. Just um, so he's dealing with the priority. Then he moves to the parade. 20 to 28. Look at verse 20. I want to get through this. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the what? First fruits of them that what? Meaning he had to get up first. That's why you got Abraham's bosom in Luke 16. They were, they had to wait for Jesus. Every Old Testament saint was in Abraham's bosom and they couldn't move. Because he that descended had to first ascend. This, this is interesting. So when the Pharisees was looking at Jesus at 33 years old and said, Are you better than our father Abraham? He said, Abraham was glad to see my day. Oh, stop. Let's examine this, preachers. How could Abraham see Jesus' day? Could it be at that time that the dead knew what was happening on earth? I'm not saying it's that way now. I'm, I'm just throwing, I'm throwing something at you. Hmm. Abraham was glad to see my day. And then he said, before Abraham was, I am. Was denotes time, I am denotes eternity. I was here long before him. It was me that called him. It was me that put the ram in the bush so he wouldn't have to kill his son. I was the burning bush to Moses. I was in the oven with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Y'all not getting all this. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so child of God, child of God, child of God, child of God, child of God. He, he's, he's dealing with this parade. Verse 21, for since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam, or what? Everybody with an Adamic nature is going to die. That's one, that's one nature. I was, David said, I was born in sin and shapen in iniquity. Are y'all getting this? So let's say you are going crazy tonight and you're starting to think, I never sinned. You're crazy. But secondly, you don't have to sin to go to hell. All you got to do is be born into the human race and you headed for hell. Every baby born in the maternity ward is headed for hell. Now, those babies that die as infants, we believe Christ made provisions at the cross. Are y'all getting this? But when you came out of your mother's womb, you would stand for hell. You would stand for hell. When you got saved, God changed your direction. Now, God knew because he's omniscient. He knew. Are you getting this? My God, today. Church, and see, the church is not even taught this stuff. So we, we come in here having been conditioned, compromising, complacent by a culture that doesn't even believe in God. Well, I'll get my life together someday, okay? You're gambling. You ain't promised tomorrow. You know I'll be shouting about on Sunday that God didn't call me when I was out there with my mess. 
my God today. Now, 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 hypothetically, look at this one. God could have, the moment he saved you, he could have said, all right, come on home. I'm taking you out of here. You know why God left you here after he saved you? For service. So you can serve him. That's the only reason we're here. So when Christians come to church every Sunday and they ain't doing nothing, they ain't serving nothing, they ain't in nothing, excuse me, why are you living? Why are you living? God left us here so that we can grow in grace and serve the body of Christ. You know, my wife is in Wyoming. She called me today. She, she called me last night. Uh, I, I don't have no self-service. They, we all in these mountains or whatever. I said, God bless you. Uh, she asked me to go. I said, ain't no way, Doc. Ain't no way. No way. I need, I need a five-star hotel and room service. I, I can't fool with that. So, so anyway, she's in the photography. Great thing. You're in a cousin. For 29 years, I've been married. 28, I've been married. 29, I've been pastoring. She's been by my side 29 years. She works with me. She lives with me. She vacations with me. I said, you got to go somewhere. It's time. You need space. Maybe she'll come back excited. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. And I miss her. I miss her. I miss her. I miss her. Praise God. But my point is, Lord, have mercy. What is my point? I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting old. I'm sorry, man. It ain't, it ain't all there no more. Uh, we, we, we're here to serve one another in the name of Jesus. Instead of what, what, Everybody can do for you. What is it you can do for the body? Pastor, I got some free time. Do you need me to come and clean the church? Pastor, you need me to watch children. Pastor, you need me to teach a class. Pastor, you need me to... What, what in the world? Because here's the way spiritually this thing works. The more you give, the more God gives you. The more you do for him, the more he does for you. Are y'all getting this picture? And, 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 and so, and so, and so, and so, look, look at this. He says, verse 23, but every man in his own order, Christ the first fruits, afterward, they that are his at his coming, then cometh the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom of God, even the father, when he shall have put down all rule and authority and power for he must reign. Till he hath put all enemies, what? Under his feet, verse 26. And the last enemy is what? Death. Hang in there. For he hath put all things under his feet, but when he saith all things are put under him, it is manifest that he is accepted because uh, which did put all things under him. And when all things, verse 28, shall be subdued unto him, then shall the son of 
the Son also himself, be subject unto him that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. Now, 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 this, this is starting to get deep. Hold your finger here. Go back to Romans chapter 3. It's only a couple pages. Romans 3. To your left, to your left, to your left. I hope you all got Bibles. Romans 3. Never believe a preacher. Romans 3. Are you with me? Look at Paul's argument, and we, we often call this the Romans rule. Look at Paul's argument, verse 11, uh, verse 10, as it is written, which means in the Old Testament, there's none righteous, no, not one. There's none that understandeth. There's none that seeketh after God. Now, let's just look at that. You don't understand anything. You, ain't, you, you have not sought him. Uh, they are all going out of the way. They are all together become unprofitable. There's none that doeth good. No, not what? No. Now, here's, here's the verdict for the human race. Their throat is an open grave, open sepulcher. With their tongues, they have used deceit. The poison of apps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways, and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that what, whatsoever things the law saith, it saith to them that are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped. The purpose of the law is to shut you and me up. That's the whole purpose of the law. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, verse 20, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now, verse 21, now watch, watch this language. It is superb language. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifest, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Now, here's what God is instituting here. You need righteousness to be saved. It's not in you. We just gave you a list of 9 to 17 things that's preventing you and me from getting into heaven. Uh, but, but you need righteousness to get in. You need righteousness to get in. See, let me, let me, let me say this. The difficulty of pastoring is not only truth and confrontation and keeping things together, the difficulty is that you have to speak things that people don't agree with, and they'll get angry with you. So yes, Muhammad Ali was the greatest fighter ever. Great man. Did, did a lot for humanity. Prince. All the rest of them. Yeah. The question from a spiritual perspective is, what are they saying? You just can't put everybody in heaven. You can't even put all church folk in heaven. Amen. Pastor, brother, son, and such die. Who's that? I ain't never seen this face before. Who is he? Yeah. I mean, and, and, we, and we're not here to judge who's saved and who's not saved. But what does the Bible say? Now, here, here we go. I'm going to get controversial again. Gay club, 50-something dead. We don't have anything against gays. We, we are here to help facilitate people towards Christ. How many people of that group do you think were saved? Just, it, is, it has nothing to do with being gay. Just hear what I'm saying. They did. Once you're dead, 
It's over. Now, I can sit up here on Sunday and say, well, you know, we know they all with the Lord. They, they're resting in peace. You know, we know every profess this and every profess that. They're with, they're with the Lord. And church folk go, amen, pastor. I'm like Sanford, you dummy. Listen. No, they're not. No, they're not. You got people in your family that's not up there. Oh, you don't want to deal with that either. You must be born again. Because this stuff is not being preached. We're living a lie. And the sad part is we're misguiding others. Go on. You can stay out. You can do whatever you want to do. It's okay. Jesus loves you. You better, There's law. I mean, there's grace and truth. Do I have a witness? I, I was in clubs. I was whoremongling. I was in the world. I was doing my thing in the, in the, in the military. I ain't proud of that stuff. But listen, what stopped me? The power of the Holy Spirit. Are y'all getting this? A change came about because Christ came in with the Holy Ghost. And I don't even have a desire to do those things I used to do. No, I'm serious now. Now, is there some things I miss? Eh, once in a while. But that's part of growth, isn't it? See, when we get to heaven, we're going to see prostitutes up there, ex-drug people up there. They're going to beat church folk in because they are not trying to go to heaven on their merit. They're trying to go to heaven on his mercy. Are y'all getting this? See, church folk got this merit thing. Well, you know, I, I'm not perfect, but I'm near perfect. And that's why we attack each other. The only way you can attack me is when you forget from whence you came. That's, that, that, that leaves you open to attack others. You want to become a judge of somebody else. Oh, you're pretty good. Hmm. That. Truth. Did you tell St. Matthew's the truth. Or did you give him a lie? No, 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 we almost finished. Look at this. Y'all getting quiet. I know what quietness means. Uh, check it out. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of what? Verse 22. Come on. By faith of what? Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that what? Believe, for there is no difference for all of sin, Romans wrote, come short of the glory of God. Here it is, being justified freely. The word justified means just as if you never sinned. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation. Long word for only thing that satisfies a holy God is Jesus. 
through faith in his what? In his blood. Let's go back to Exodus 12. When I see the blood, I'll pass over. To declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say at this time, the righteousness that he might be just. Man, when I was in Bible college in 79, I learned this stuff and I sat there and tears just come out. God wrote, Paul is saying the only way God can be just is to put his weight on the blood of Jesus. He can't even be just if he don't put his weight on the blood of Jesus. To be just and the justifier of them who believe. Now, 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 why is it we, don't, we, we won't believe? Because Satan, 2 Corinthians 4, 4, have blinded the minds of us from the gospel. That's why we got outreach. We're, we're trying to get people first to get saved. Then when they get saved and come in, then we start developing them. We got discipleship. We got classes to help, you know, them matriculate uh, to a point of growth. All right. Verse 28, therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Is he the God of the Jews only or the God of the Gentiles? Or, and, 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 and so Paul, Paul is arguing here. Go back to 1 Corinthians 15 as we get ready to close. So we dealt with the prominence, the proof, the priority, the parade. Now look at verse 33, the plea. Are y'all with me? Be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. Awake to righteousness and sin not continuously, for some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. And then, I'm, I'm closing, 35 to 38 is the pattern of the resurrection. But some will say, how are the dead raised up and with what body do they come? And these were legitimate questions. How they raise up, what body will they come? Thou fool, that which thou sowest is not quickened except it die. This is so deep as I close. And he, here's what he's saying. When you put a seed in the ground, a seed's got to die before it can become alive. Are y'all getting that? We got to die before we can live. He, he's using this metaphor of farming and then he says, verse 37, and that which thou sowest, thou sowest not that body that shall be but bare grain. It may chance of wheat or of some other grain, but God giveth it a body. Now, now here's what we're going to do. Next time we come together, there's terrestrial bodies, earthly, celestial bodies, heavenly. They're fish. They're, they're, they're animals. They're humans. We are the closest. We are made in the image of God, Right? Made an image of God. What, what does God have that we have? God has a will. We have a will. Animals live on instinct. I mean, that, that story today was reprehensible. Just about the alligator pulling a little boy in. Oh, God. Animals. I had this argument with a girl who was a veterinarian. She was a doctor. She was saved. She was at my last church. And I was teaching a class on animals who live by instinct and humans who actually analyze and think. She said, oh, no, dogs, dogs think. And I said, baby, listen, 
They move by smell. They move by taste. They move. They, they move. They're, when's the last time you saw a dog get to the corner and go, like, let me see which way I'm going to go. Now, check this out. Check this out. Paul's whole argument, and I'm going to go all the way to the end. Paul's whole argument on the victory of the Christian ends up in verse 57. Let's turn in. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore. Oh, therefore. Since Jesus died and rose, since Jesus is victorious and got all power in his hands, since Jesus is alive and well, therefore, my beloved brethren, you can be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Notice how he puts a promise on the back of a product. Because he got up, you got the victory. Because he got up, you can hold on. Because he got up, you can wait him out. Because he got up, you can be still and know that he's God. Why? Because he got up and he's got all power in his hands. Therefore, I'm going to make it because he got up. Therefore, can I get it? My kid's going to be all right because he got up. Therefore, my prayer's going to be answered because he got up. Therefore, my future's secure because he got up. Now it's time for you to get up. Stay on your feet. We love you. We love you. Make sure you get your picnic tickets out there, $10. <laughs> Anybody here needs to be saved, just raise your hand.